The prophet proclaims the word of the Lord. God brings charges against the people for their misdeeds and contends with them, declaring what is required of the faithful. A reading from the book of the prophet Micah. Hear what the Lord says. Rise, plead your case before the mountains, and let the hills hear your voice. Hear, you mountains, the controversy of the Lord, and you enduring foundations of the earth. For the Lord has a controversy with his people, and he will contend with Israel. O my people, what have I done to you? In what have I wearied you? Answer me. For I brought you up from the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of slavery. And I sent before you Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. O my people, remember now what King Balak of Moab devised, what Balaam, son of Beor, answered them, and what happened from Shimon to Gilgal, that you may know the saving acts of the Lord. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before the God on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has told you, O mortal, what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. The word of the Lord. Paul declares the scandal of the cross, foolishness to the unbeliever, but the power of God. God has used the scandal of the cross to confound and subvert human wisdom. What is foolish to the unbeliever, the faithful know to be the power of God. True power and wisdom are found in Jesus Christ. A reading from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians. The message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God the world did not know God through wisdom, God decided through the foolishness of our proclamation to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs and Greeks desire wisdom. But we proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those who are the called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. For God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom, and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. Consider your own call, brothers and sisters. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, 
things that are not to reduce to nothing things that are, so that no one might boast in the presence of God. He is the source of your life in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, in order that, as it is written, let no let the one who boasts boast in the Lord. The word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Be seated, please. I'm going to try and keep my sermon short this morning since we have annual meeting and you'll get to hear my address. That's lots of talking, so I'll try and keep it short. Did you follow that business in Paul, since through the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom, and on and on it went, the foolishness, so on and so forth. Paul is writing to a very contentious group of people. Um, Last week we heard... Some of you say that you belong to Apollos, some to Paul, some to Cephas, some to Christ. Um, They were sort of factionalizing themselves. As we go on through Corinthians, and we're going to read it in course for several more weeks, when you get into chapter 11, it becomes clear that part of the dispute between the Corinthians is between rich and poor. Um, When they get together for their their, um, worship, the rich who don't have to work come early, and they have a supper with their worship, and it's potluck, and so the rich arrive early with their dainty food and their good wine, and they eat it all and get pretty lubricated before the poor arrive, and Paul says, no, that's not what it's about. Um, You need to be respectful of each other. It's also clear in this passage that part of the disagreement is between Jew and Greek. Um, So he's writing to a very human community, saying, what is it that we are supposed to be about? The clue, the hint this morning is that Jews, he says, Jewish Christians, seek signs, and Greeks seek wisdom. We heard in the Old Testament, um, Micah sort of um, speaking for God, calling the people to, to, to court. God's going to testify against them, and he says, don't you remember all of those amazing things that I did for you, um, Abraham, uh, Moses and Miriam and crossing from Shittim into, into um, Gilgal across the Jordan, all of those things. 
Those are the signs that the Jews are looking for. They are looking for national restoration. And God has done great and miraculous things for them in the past. And the Jewish Christians are saying, and with Jesus, God is about to do great and wonderful things for us Jews again. Paul says, no, not quite. The Greeks are looking for wisdom what we would call today something like the prosperity gospel. Um, Wisdom was a way of living that brought you honor in the world. And so the Greeks were looking for Christianity to make them honorable. Um, That's part of the argument within the Christian community. And he says, no, not quite. We preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to the Greeks. If you thought that God was about national restoration, we're preaching a king, a Christ, crucified. It isn't going to be about that. And if you thought it was about honor and wisdom, we preach Christ crucified. It's not going to be about that. So he's saying, what are we about? And what Christ has done, according to Paul, is to make it possible for Jew and Greek to worship together, to come together in a community a new community, an astonishing thing. This was God's plan, according to Paul, from the foundation of the world. And he's talking to this very human community that probably looks not all that different from us, probably about the same number of people in Paul's community, and says, consider your own call. Not many of you were wise. None of you were philosophers before you came here. Not many of you were well-born. None of you were rich. And yet God has chosen you to work out God's plan in the world. God has chosen what was weak to shame the strong, what was poor to shame the rich. God has chosen you to work out God's purpose. That is, this new community in the world. And so then in Matthew, we get a sense of what that community looks like. Our translation is bad. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are... makes it sound like they're happy, right? Blessed are those who mourn. I wouldn't say that they were happy. The way it should really be translated is, how honorable. How honorable are the poor in spirit, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. How honorable are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. How honorable are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. We are about building a community where the unexpected sorts of people are honored. So on our parish meeting day, the question that we have to raise is, what are we as Advent doing to create a community in which that kind of upside-down honor finds its place? What are we doing in our world to call together people who wouldn't ordinarily be together and say, this is the community that God had in mind from the foundation of the world, and God has chosen us to work out that plan? Jews expect signs. It's not going to be about all of these wonderful things happening to us. Greeks expect wisdom. Don't expect to get rich doing this. But we have been chosen to bring about the community that God had in mind from the foundation of the world where the least expected sort of people are given honor. God has chosen us to do that. Amen.